Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone, welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast. Today we're, we've got a guest with us and uh, Melinda will do a quick introduction in a second, but we're just going to give you an update on the rental market for Brisbane. Yeah, we do talk a lot about what's happening in the property market from a sales perspective. And today we're really excited to have Jonathan Bell, who's the Managing Director of Bell Estate Agents. They are a boutique property management firm here in Brisbane with a portfolio across most of the um, greater Brisbane region. So Jonathan, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Melinda. Thank you, Scott. So um, Jonathan, just we, we might just jump straight in and find out, I guess, what's actually happening out there in the rental market with um, returns, risk, impact of COVID, all those things. So um, what are you seeing at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. There's been a lot of noise around what has happened in the rental market. Um, and broadly speaking, we haven't been impacted like the news has been saying. Um, there's probably two parts of the market. There's the um, apartment market, which has been impacted. And then there's the housing market, which we haven't really seen an impact whatsoever across the board. That's interesting that you say that uh, the news headlines haven't been accurate. I mean, clickbait doesn't always <laughs> yeah. tell the right story, does it? But certainly what we've been seeing as well. Um, what are you noticing most in terms of, you know, the breakdown between units and houses at the moment in Brisbane? Yeah, so I'll start with the apartment market. Um, the short term rental pool has obviously been significantly impacted. Um, some of the major groups who did short-term letting haven't been able to offer their rental guarantees. Um, and also the Airbnb market has obviously been impacted. So there's been a significant increase in supply across the board um, and the demand hasn't been there. We've seen tenants throughout COVID actually want to move out of the city and also get a little bit more space as well. So that market has been impacted. Um, rents have significantly um, dropped and also vacancy rates have increased. Can I ask a question just in relation to that short-term rental pool? Obviously, when they come to the long-term market, they're fully furnished properties, right? Yeah. Is there some resistance from tenants wanting to move into something that's fully furnished compared to something that they can bring their own furniture into in that inner city unit market? Yeah, I think um, what the advice I give to landlords is it, it um, attracts more transient tenants. Yeah. So you're going to um, attract six, three to six-month tenants and also they don't treat it like their own. If you get a tenant who comes in, puts their own furniture in, it, they create it as their own home. Number one, they usually stay longer. And number two, when it comes to lease renewals and negotiations, um, you have more leverage to be able to keep them in the property. Okay. Um, and I know that we're constantly tracking the uh, data in relation to vacancy rates, yeah. um, as well as looking forward at the asking rents. And I know that the inner city location in Brisbane, largely where there's a um, large number of units yeah. um, that are sitting vacant, the vacancy rate trend has increased significantly since COVID. Um, and it's currently sitting for postcode 4000 at 14% vacancy. That's obviously correlating with what you're seeing on the ground. Yeah, it is. For example, there was a property in the city that was renting for $650 a week. Uh, the tenant had to vacate due to um, COVID distress. Um, we've currently got on the, on the market for $495, um, and we're still trying to secure a tenant for that one. Wow, um, that's that's a big hit for a, a landlord to take with um, a, a massive drop in in rent. That's huge. So that's um, and we only talk Brisbane, obviously here on the podcast. When you look at it compared to other capitals, you're talking the CBD, correct? 
areas that are probably a, a 10, 15 minute train ride from the CBD? What ha- are they? They CBD haven't ride? been impacted. Yeah. Um, they, there's been a few of those type of people who have actually asked for relief, um, but the actual rents that they're achieving have not been impacted. Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, they group Brisbane, sometimes the media groups Australia as one property market, which is quite comical. But, you know, quite often Brisbane is also published in news headlines as um, a property market that's trending one way or another. And even in that rental space, it's important for people to understand that submarkets perform very differently and um, not only submarkets in terms of area, but submarkets in terms of property type. Yeah, totally and agree. What you've highlighted there yeah. is that that inner city market um, with it predominantly is occupied by high density units has really, really suffered because of COVID. Yep, 100%. So what other impacts have you seen um, in Brisbane rental markets as a result of COVID? Yeah, we've seen a really positive result in the housing market. Um, throughout COVID, um, I ha- throughout our housing market, we haven't seen an impact whatsoever on, and the amount of people asking for relief has been very minimal, um, less than 1% in the housing market. Um, we've actually seen somewhat of an increase over the past two months in the amount of people wanting to rent at the moment. Um, due to um, the uncertainty in the market, people are deciding to rent rather than buy. So we have seen it, it has been positive. Um, and across the board in the housing market, we've been really um, pleasantly surprised in the minimal amount of people being affected. Yeah, that's an interesting trend that you've just highlighted in terms of people um, are sort of pausing a little bit, um, potentially looking to rent for 12 months um, whilst we ride out this period of uncertainty with coronavirus in our lives. Um, are you seeing that that is consistent across the board at all sort of levels? Is it the executive market, the middle ring market and the outer markets? Mo- majority the executive market, um, a little bit in the, um, the middle market and then Obviously, the lower market depends on if they can actually afford through finance to purchase a property. Um, But the middle ring, there's more uncertainty. But at the end of the day, in that middle ring, people have to live somewhere. And if you've got an attractive family home, they do rent well. Um, And I think it's a pretty recession-proof area. Yeah, it's a good point because it's um, what from what you're saying, tenants are still looking for desirable properties. They're not just renting everything. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, agree. Yeah, so it is all about location selection and and making sure that you get the right asset up front. Something that's desirable for people to live in as a home is also desirable for for tenants and especially during this time of uncertainty. Um, What are you finding in terms of the um, number of tenants that are out there looking for properties and how does that overlay with you know the number of people that are applying for properties in Brisbane? Yeah so obviously in the middle of COVID there was a lot less people going to the open for inspections Um, but but what we did notice is the people who did go to the properties were serious so they came so the the, um, success rate from inspection to application was higher throughout that period but now we're noticing people want to go and inspect the properties again. Numbers are back to where they were pre-COVID and the applications are um, really increasing. There's a lot of people who were on periodic leases. So now there's more tenants in the market who are willing to sign fixed term leases. Yeah, and we're certainly seeing vacancy rates 
plummet in some areas outside of the CBD. So the markets are really tough. In fact, we were just going to offer on a property uh, for a client in an inner northern suburb just on Monday of this week and vacancy rates in that area are less than 1%. Mm. Um, but we looked at the current rental listings and there were six properties in the entire suburb available for rent. Yeah. So just goes to show how tight the rental market is in some locations and and obviously that's got to put some upward pressure on prices are you seeing a reflection of that in what people are able to achieve in terms of their asking rents absolutely i have tenants call me on a monday um, offering to pay more to secure the property wow Um, so there's a lot of demand and tenants are willing to pay over to make sure they find that family home they wanted yeah, that's it's interesting when you when we talk about you talk about the demand for the the properties and yet we're seeing a a reduction on stock coming to people to buy so the stock numbers on properties getting listed yeah. are obviously lower and yet there's so many tenants out there wanting to wanting to buy property yeah there's actually been a um a reduction in supply and an increase in demand so that's where we've really seen an increase in the asking rents and we are actually i'm telling our landlords let's try at a higher price even if it's above market value because we are getting record results throughout some of those suburbs and it's a fascinating trend as well because you know one could argue that for property buyers if they can't find the home that they're wanting to move into um, quite often they've got no choice but to then rent a property for 6 or 12 months you know whilst they're you know continuing with the home buying journey and and continuing with the search i wonder whether that's actually a trend have you had conversations with potential tenants um, in relation to that you know are they delaying a decision to buy on the basis that they just can't find their ideal home or um, that there's just nothing you know no stock available no homes coming to the market so therefore they're deciding to rent until they've you know got more certainty but also more stock to choose from yes absolutely we've seen a lot of frustrated um, prospective buyers then turn into prospective tenants Um, they've seen a limit um, of stock and supply um, they've missed out on properties and then they've decided they want to rent for 12 months to then see what the market does. Sounds to me like there's a lot of uh, people out there that need representation by a good buyer's agent so that they can find the right property off market. And yeah. um, that might uh, limit the amount of demand from the uh, tenants, but um, you know, it might create more even uh, buying fields. Who knows? What yep. do you think about that, Jonathan? No, I agree. <laughs> and I, I've actually noticed a lot of um, tenants are saying that Uh, properties are going off market and it seems there is a trend to purchasing properties off market at the moment. Yeah, look, it's certainly something that has happened more since COVID came into our lives. But, um, you know, obviously it's not for everybody and using the buyer's agent services, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Um, Have you noticed that um, people are looking for different things in the properties that they are looking to rent? Um, as a result of COVID, is there a shift in the tenant demand for things like home office space, for example? Yeah, well, the executive rental market between that $900 to $1,500 mark has been extremely popular um, and we're achieving really good results. And that, I think, comes back to people are not wanting their commercial space anymore. They're wanting a home office. Um, If they rent a property for, say, $1,500 a week and they're spending 50% of the time as an office or 50% of the use, there is a um, significant tax deduction that you can have. And also you get to live in a pretty beautiful property for a um, great price. So that is a very popular option for people at the moment. Reduces time to travel, I guess, too, to work. Absolutely. (laughs) And and what about, is there anything specifically about those properties? 
So any setup with different entrants or any separation, things like that? Yeah, people obviously, um, if they have clients coming or staff coming, they don't want them walking through their home or through their kitchen. So separate access is important. Um, and if it is a two-story house, um, ideally having downstairs as the office um, and upstairs as your living um, is a pretty easy way to combat that. And I know that um, just a couple of months ago when we were all homeschooling our kids as well, you know, we were certainly looking for separation in our homes and who knows what we've got ahead of us and hopefully we don't have to consider that up here in Brisbane again because we've been COVID-free for a number of weeks now. So keep those borders controls in place. But one thing that you mentioned, which I thought is a super interesting trend, is that those that are working from home can potentially rent and lock in um, a property that is an executive rental with separate office space. And then part of that weekly rent cost becomes a tax deduction to them because they're using that space to, you know, as, as part of their work for income producing activities. So is that something that um, has really only been more relevant since COVID? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's always been popular, but recently um, I would say there's a lot of our tenants are looking to um, downsize from their commercial space. They're not, they're not only getting a tax deduction, but they're also saving a significant amount of money on a commercial space they previously had. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. And I know from a um, property investment perspective, those that own commercial assets would be feeling a little nervous. There's been, you know, a high spike in, in the number of leases that are not being renewed. And potentially this is one of the reasons because people are finding alternative solutions. Um, but it also opens the door to rent vesting because obviously there's still opportunities in the property market. And if people are choosing to rent um, and then, you know, claim part of the costs associated with the, the weekly rent um, as a tax deduction because they're using the home for income producing activities, then they can always buy an investment property elsewhere, um, providing they know the locations that are going to deliver on the results thereafter. So let's dive into other locations in Brisbane and um, get some specific examples uh, of what's actually happening out there on the ground. Can we start with the Inner North? Yeah, absolutely. Inner North um, has always has always performed really well. Um, we rented one in Wilston recently, um, next door to that property rented for $950 a week in March, in, um, in end of March. Um, we rented the one next door to that uh, for $995 um, last week. So wow. we saw an increase. It was a very similar property. The one next door actually had a pool. This one didn't. So we saw a $45 increase over the past three months. Um, and there's another property in Grange that we rented for, it was um, advertised for $1,250. The tenant offered thirteen fifty, um, wow. and that was within a week of advertising as well. And are you seeing that that's simply because the the supply and demand, you know, ratio is out of balance? There's not a lot of quality rental properties coming to the market, but there's a lot of people looking for these types of properties. Is that's is that what you're seeing is pushing those rental weekly rent amounts up? Yeah, it is, and it's actually hard to price properties at the moment because there's not many comparables. Yeah. So there's not actually many properties to actually see what rented for what, and if they did rent, they rent really quickly. Mm. Um, so we're confident that with a good marketing campaign and um, we can rent those properties within seven days with multiple applications. Yeah, that's reassuring for, for those that are still looking to get into the market uh, from an investment perspective. Let's um, head out to the inner east um, across the other side of the bridge yep. uh, in Brisbane. What's happening over in that area? Have you got a specific example over that way? Yeah, we rented um, we rented one in Balimba. 
Um, so that rented for um, $1,200 a week. It was previously rented for 1300 yeah. but we did get instructions from the landlord to rent it quickly. So okay. again, did rent within seven days yeah. um, and a pretty similar price pre-COVID. Okay. And I wonder whether the second runway opening may impact on some people's decisions to, to rent out that way. I know that um, we don't have a lot of planes flying over at the moment and, you know, air traffic is air traffic noise is minimal but um all of the overlays associated with noise from airplanes have changed yep. and um as a result of that second runway opening only a couple of weeks ago here in brisbane so potentially that's something that tenants are considering when they're looking at properties as well yep do you hear much about that on the rental side of it i know we do as buyers agents um people looking to buy in that ring to the cbd and they're, hes they're hesitating to buy in the areas because of the plane noise that they've either heard about or they know about and done the research. Do you hear much on the rental side? No, we don't. We don't. I feel like the um, the when tenants are looking for a property, it's a little bit more short term. Yep. It's more about what school catchment it's in. Um, it's more about the the things that they're directly going to affect their life over the next 12 months. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, I think that school catchment is a big one. Yep. I know that before we started recording, we were talking about West End. And yep. I know West End is one of those areas where the high density unit market is really suffering at the moment with very high vacancy. But I can imagine for those that have homes in the location, one of the best school catchments is Brisbane State High School. How are homes going in West End? Yeah, really, really strong. So like like I talked to a prospective tenant, they have four kids. Um, they're saving themselves $100,000 a year in school fees uh, <laughs> because they're in the state school catchment. They can then spend that on living in a pretty beautiful property. So it's very popular. Obviously, it's important to know when those leases come up for renewals. You want to make sure they're in the times that people are looking before they can put their kids in those schools. Yeah, and if you're listening to this podcast and you're not a Brisbane local, what you may not know, um, let's extrapolate what Jonathan said, um, when parents are saving themselves all that money in private school fees, Brisbane State High School is the only state high school that is part of the GPS uh, competition. So it's the only state high school that participates with the elite private schools in Brisbane in their sport and extracurricular activities. So that's why parents that are buying or renting in that location are saving themselves hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, we're not quite so clever. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, where else have we got to head to? Um, head to the west a little bit? Yep. Um, so um, in Barden, uh, the inner west, um, we rented a property on Gurler Street. Um, it was it was renting before, right before COVID, for nine hundred dollars a week. It had been impacted. We rented it for seven hundred dollars a week. But again, that was due. It was rented in the middle of COVID, and there was a lot of panic right in that time. And a lot a lot of landlords just decided, right, I want to find a tenant as soon as possible. I want to sign them up for twelve months, and then we'll re look at what we can do. Um, I think that was under rented. I think it should have rented for more of the $800 mark, but there was panic in that time and people decided just to find a tenant straight away. Yeah, I remember that there was three or four weeks here in Brisbane where there was so much panic in yeah. in across the markets, not just in property, everybody was panicked and, and we were all told to stay at home. But I do remember the state government proposing some city pretty crazy um reforms in terms of what tenants could and couldn't do during that time and I know that for a lot of landlords that was very concerning because you didn't know whether you could get a tenant for one and then if you did secure a tenant 
it was really uncertain as to whether the tenant would be able to leave without notice. So I'm sure if that um, property was rented right in the peak of that time, you would have had a very nervous landlord just yeah. wanting to secure something so that they've got some you know, form of income. So yeah. is that typical of what you're seeing now, Jonathan, or is that very much um, just a, an example of what you were seeing at the peak of the pandemic? That was the peak of the pandemic. Um, at the moment, we're seeing really strong returns, um, even I would say stronger than pre-COVID. Um, so it was that that month that COVID hit hard. There was a lot of panic. People were deciding to give landlords were deciding to give incentives and just find tenants. They were obvious landlords were also potentially losing their jobs, so they just wanted to secure tenant. But now, um, as things have calmed down, we're seeing some really strong results in the rental market. So we've investigated the inner north, the inner west, um, and the inner east. Have you got any examples of um, the south side in Brisbane? Yeah, so the south is um, has been strong because people with um, who live at the Gold Coast um, or have properties at the Gold Coast have been going because of that. They haven't been working in the office. They've actually been able to go to the Gold Coast on the weekends and throughout the week and work through Zoom as everyone is now. Yeah, it's a new um, so way of working. We have seen some really strong results throughout that south side as well. Yeah. Okay. So moving away a little bit, like if we try and cover all the locations very briefly, um, the middle ring areas, How what's the sort of middle ring sitting like at the moment? Um, within, do you mean the $500? Yeah, so around the 15 kilometre um, distance from the CBD. Yep, yeah, yep. typical median uh, price point around that five to $550 per week. How yep. is that performing? That is really strong. Um, it's a pretty recession-proof area I've seen over the years. Um, families have to live somewhere um, to live in within a Bris like within one of the major capital cities for five hundred dollars a week in a family home is extremely affordable. Mm. Um, there was one in Wable Heights we rented. It was a three bed one bath family home. It rented for four ninety five. We had five applications on it, mm. and we haven't seen any impact whatsoever from COVID on that market. And I think it's also. Um, it- one of the reasons why investors uh, continue to look at Brisbane as an option because, you know, it is an affordable market not only to buy into, but it's an affordable market for tenants to rent in. Yeah. So the risk of rent default, and you've confirmed that across your rent role. What did you say? What's the current um, degree of rent default across your rent role? Well, it's 1.8%, but that 1.8 is a 100% apartments. There was not one house that got rental relief or a tenant had to vacate due to COVID distress. There it is, you know. So we're talking about an affordable market, zero uh, rental distress across the housing market. The only rental distress has been in the inner city unit market from what you've said. Um, And admittedly, that's just looking at your uh, rent roll, but I imagine that's representative across the board based on conversations that we've been having. So um, not only is it affordable for people to get into the market, but it's actually a market that does deliver um, decent rental yields for investors. Um, and at the moment, with you know the uncertainty of other asset classes, uh, you know achieving a four or a four and a half percent rental yield, sometimes higher, it's still in investment grade locations, is a very appealing um, thing for an investor. When you know otherwise, getting any type of return is high risk. Yep. So. Um, I just want to jump back on that a little bit. Um, you mentioned there, Jonathan, about the middle ring, um, the demand, and you had, I think you, did you say five applicants? Yeah. So it's funny when I keep talking about the, um, because we're buyer's agents, obviously, and, and you're in that property management side of it, we are quite often when we look at properties in those areas going to multi-offer yep. to buy the property. 
and yet on a rental side of it, you're getting multi-offer to rent the property. Correct. So it's obviously a very attractive and, and people love those areas. Yeah, and, and for the benefit for the landlord is obviously legally we can't negotiate rents up, but what we can do is pick the perfect tenant for that property. Mm. So tenants are willing to pay three months in advance, which gives that even more security. Mm. You can make sure that if you don't want pets, you don't have to have pets. You can really select the tenant that's perfect for your property um, and build that long-term relationship with those tenants. Yeah. And it gives a landlord um, some degree of control over the tenant that they do select based on the industry that they work within yeah. as well, because I know that there has been some concern from people that we talk to who are property investors around how do you guarantee that your tenants aren't going to fall into sort of distress. Well, one way that you can do that is by selecting your tenants um, as, as one way to select your tenants based on the industry that they're employed within so that you can minimise the risk of potential rental default in that way as well. Yeah, exactly. And how long they've been in employment, um, yep. what their role is at the company as well. We can look at all of those things. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So another area which um, we are, we're fairly active in um, and we do we do talk about a bit, um, and this this could be part of the rent vest side of it if you've got an executive rental and you want to buy an investment property or if you just want to get into investing into property is the Morton Bay area. Yep. What are you seeing out that way? Yeah, well, obviously a few clients that we've worked with together. Um, there's particular pockets in the Morton Bay Regional Council that are very popular. Um, I have tenants in my database that ask me if another property comes up to let me know straight away. So that market, as soon as I ever get a rental in that market, um, we try and achieve the highest possible return and it continues to amaze me what results we can get in that market. Yes, and um, I do know, you know, we're not talking across the board in Moreton Bay, yeah. but there's select regions um, that we do assist clients to, to get into where vacancy rates are currently less than 1%. Yeah. And so that's consequently why there's such high demand from tenants when we do look to, you know, rent those properties out. Again, multiple applications, ability for um, landlords to choose their tenant and minimise risk. Would you agree? Yeah, well, we, when, when we get a property, we have to book the inspection in the day after we put it online because we're getting so many phone calls from tenants asking to see the property. Right. Um, so it goes really quickly. And those tenants are willing to sign two to three year leases. Like wow. they're long-term tenants mm. um, and they're willing to pay the money that it's that we're asking. Well, it doesn't sound all doom and gloom. It sounds like there's a lot of um, at, at the right properties. And if you buy the right property in the right location, again, and even in those locations, there's obviously areas that people people love to live in. So, um, look, I think we've covered a lot of um, lot of ground there. Probably less data than Melinda would normally like. She likes the stats and data, but I'm sure she'll make up on one of the next episodes. Um, so, Jonathan, can you just tell us a little bit about your your business? Um, Bell Estate, and that's spelt B-E-L-L. -L. Yep. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about your business? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Bell Estate Agents is a specialist property management business. Um, the reason I um, do what I do is that I think it's a very important part of owning investment property. Um, it really it, it impacts the way that the property um, can perform. Um, we really ensure that we're getting the maximum returns and also securing high quality tenants. Mm -hmm. um, so very personal relationships with our landlords. Um, and I deal with those clients directly as well. Didn't they have property management day last week or something? I saw it on social yeah, media. Yeah, happy property managers oh, day. <laughs> <laughs> Belated happy property management uh, day from us. <laughs> so uh, look, that's it from me. Um, I'll let Melinda wrap it up um, and um, take care and until next time. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Just want to say a very big thank you to Jonathan for joining us today. It's been great to get your insights. 
Thank you, Melinda. Thank you, Scott. Thank you again for tuning in to the Brisbane Property Podcast. Please remember to leave us a five-star review and also um, provide some feedback. Um, You can also email in any topics that you would like us to cover in future episodes. Thanks for your time. We look forward to coming uh, or speaking with you again next time. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.